Welcome to Go Behind the Ballot, a podcast where two Texas moms go on an educational quest to demystify Texas politics. Join me, Nicole Abshire, and my co-host, Claire Campos O'Neill, as we deep dive into the most burning issues, hear stories from candidates, and offer hope in these challenging political times. Let's saddle up and go behind the ballot. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Go Behind the Ballot. I'm Claire Campos O'Neill. And I'm Nicole Abshire. And thank you for joining us. This is our mini episode, and it's a continuation of our interruption in our culture war series to give you a special report about the crazy winter storm that rolled through Texas last week. Ah, it has really thrown a wrench in our lives, and I'm sure your lives if you live here in Texas. Um, So we thought we would just pause our regular programming to chat about what happened to us We'd love to know what's happening to y'all and just to put a real uh, spotlight on the fact that our state shuts down anytime we get severe weather and how much we don't like it. Over it. And Nicole's really over it because Nicole has been without power. Oh, I'm so over it. I'm so over it. Yeah. Nicole, tell us about, yeah, uh, I thought it'd be interesting if you share your experience because as we were checking in throughout the last couple of days, I was like, what's it like out there? Because I haven't, I haven't left my house. I've stayed home because I've had power. I mean, I was fortunate enough, but I kept hearing, you know, these messages that it's, it's not safe out there. So I was like, okay, I'm a good rule follower. Yes. (laughs) So what, well, tell us like, take us. Okay. So Tuesday is when what was it, Tuesday night when the bad weather rolled through? Yes. Oh, yes. it was. Like, I have that part down. Yes. Okay, I remember because it was, mo- okay, Monday, this is like a, whatever, mo- what was that? January, let's get some dates right here real quick. Okay, January 30th, my kid's school closed early in anticipation of this storm coming. I think a lot of the other school districts still finished out the day. Did you guys finish out your day on Monday? We did. The only thing that changed was my little one did not have basketball practice. There was a sudden like pickup right after school instead of when they would normally go to practice. Okay. Yeah. So Monday, what's like, it was like the calm quote unquote before the storm. And uh, I remember being at home and checking my neighborhood Facebook group and People would load up videos of the local grocery stores with lots of people there buying their last minute groceries. And some folks are being snarky, like, oh, they're so silly. And I'm like, "Mm, you never know. You never know how bad it's going to (laughs) be, how long you need those groceries to last. So did not judge whatsoever. I was just like, you never know in Texas what could happen. So that's Monday. And then Tuesday was when we had the real like ice storm hit, right? And then when did you lose power, Nicole? Was it on Tuesday? It was. So around, well, yeah, Tuesday, overnight Tuesday. So sometime around, well, I think we got the text from our neighbor at like 2.50. So I'm going to back up. I'm going to give this even a little more color just for, you know, for a little more context, which is that we are in the process of renovating our house. And so we're actually living in a a rental while our house is being renovated. So we just moved in the the weekend before, you know, just a couple days before into the rental. And then 
we had an emergency room visit on Sunday night for something that turned out to be fine, everybody, no worries, but we had to get a check. So then, and then what, two days later or one day later, then this winter storm rolls in. Yes. And so it was overnight, Tuesday night, woke up on Wednesday morning with no heat. And this is an older house. So, or was that Tuesday? Am I getting it wrong? So, I don't know. Oh my gosh. I thought I knew the days so, so. It's okay. It's all blur. It is such a blur. What, think, but oh, you so you lost power overnight, whichever night it was. Like, did it? Did you wake up because you were cold, or like, how that happened? No, I actually didn't wake up because I was cold. But it did not take long before I really realized how cold it was in the house. It's an older house that does not have double paned windows or you know decent insulation. Already, I noticed that you could be close to the doors and the windows and really feel the outside temperature. So once we lost heat. It cooled down so fast in that house. Mm-hmm. And so we, yeah, I think that was Wednesday. Oh my gosh. But anyway, we tried to make it through. We were kind of, you know, hanging in there, talking to yeah. the neighbor. And were you getting updates meanwhile, like from the energy company? Or did you have any like sense of when power be restored? No, we didn't. So the one thing that I would say, which makes our situation just a teeny bit more complicated, is that because this is a rental, we're not the owners of this house, we don't get notifications. But the neighbor is the owner. So he was sharing with us what he knew, which actually, though, was things that he filled in from his own past experience. In other words, like he could hear the explosion. So he knew as soon as the power went out, he reported it. Yeah, I guess maybe the transformer that we were close to. Um, like, I mean, that was the description. Now, that oh. might not be an accurate, like, you know, uh, recalling or recounting of what actually happened. That's what it sounded like to him. And so, and also there was, we had very limited, if any, cell service. Because there, well, it's all this in air quotes because we don't really know what was going on. But in his estimation, because this happened last time too, the nearest cell towers at their generators went out. They lost power. Okay. When you say last time, you mean like the 2021 storm? Sorry. Yes, the 2020. Okay. So that's what he was basing a lot of what was happening on was his past experience. And everything was coming true. So he seemed to really know what was going on. Yeah. So I would have to, I would barely be able to get text messages in and out. Um, mm. Yeah. It was crazy. And so, so even if there were updates like that he was getting they would be delayed or not even coming through because of cell reception. Exactly. Dang. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So then we were going to go to my mom's, which is not very far from this rental house. But then she lost power. No. Yeah. Within, I mean, truly, we were making a decision at one o'clock. We said, okay, that's when we're going to make our decision. At, I, I really think it was like 12.55. She texts us, thank goodness it came through, that she had just lost her power. So there went that idea. Mm-hmm. So then we just, you know, we're bearing with it. And then just really, we had to go out to the car to warm up. I needed to charge my phone. Um, so we went and sat in the car. It was in open air, not in a garage. So we didn't have to worry about any carbon oh monoxide gosh. stuff. Right. Um, cause obviously that was a big issue. It can be a big issue. Um, 
And then my husband went out and charged his phone. And in that, that break, he talked to his mom who lives in Kyle, who had power. And we hadn't even considered going to her or talking to her because it was so far away. Like we, we didn't think roadways would allow us to get that far. But by that point, we learned that, well, A, we just needed to get to power. And so we were willing to, to test it out. But then also that the roads weren't, uh, it's like, I want to use air quotes, weren't that bad. But they weren't that great. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I remember asking you about that because I think this was Tuesday, actually, because we did a recording on Tuesday. And I think you were at your mother-in-law's house. And I was like, oh, no, how are the roads? And you were like, the roads were okay, but all the lights were, all the signal lights were out. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's another thing you got to navigate. It was, it yeah, the roads themselves, at least the ones that we were on, were not iced. We, we were very careful about avoiding, you know, any raised roadways. So the roads themselves were not iced, but holy cow, so many traffic lights were out which some people do a decent job navigating and some people do not. So it's a little frightening. Like we would see people roll through them and, oh, it was crazy. And then also so many downed trees in the road. So you could be in a lane and then it essentially is just completely covered by a tree. So many trees down. So um, that was what made it complicated. Yeah. And actually, weirdly, I-35 turned out to be the best way to get to her. Once we could navigate over to 35 because you don't have traffic lights, right? So then right. we could just get on 35 and go the rest of the way. It was just getting over there. That was complicated. Um, but then we also decided to stop by our house house, which had also lost power. So that was not an option either. We couldn't go to our original house. It didn't have power. Um, and then our luck being what it is, our house house only got power back yesterday. No, today. Yeah, just got power back today. No, oh my gosh, sorry. Anyway, was one of the last to get power back, which I think might have been yesterday. And then, but the rental house still doesn't have power. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which oh is really God. wild, like to go outside. And y'all, it's actually a lovely day. For folks yeah. who are live in this area, um, by today, I know by the time this airs, you know, it'll be many days past, but currently, I mean, I think it's like 60 something and it's sunny and it's gorgeous. So it is wild that there's still a section of town with no power. And there are also still traffic lights out, by the way, at pretty yes. big intersections. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a mess. Yeah. And for those who don't know, I'm sure our listeners do because they're super smart. When there's no power at your four-way stop, treat it like a four-way stop. You stop. You stop all the way. So many people just like, oh, I'm good. (laughs) Or they don't want to yield when people are taking a left. That's the the real problem that I see is like the left turns makes everybody lose their minds. Yeah. 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 It's like they get a turn too. You got to (laughs) wait. Yes. Uh, what about your mom? How long did she not have power for? So she got hers back yesterday. Okay, so a I know days. that doesn't help with timelines for people to understand. Yes, she was out for two days. And did she stay there? The she whole had time? some flickering power though in between. So she ha- did have it kind of her place heated back up and then she lost power again. So that was kind of her, she had up and down 
But after two days, she consistently had power again. Okay. Oh, man. That would be so bad. Like, what do you do? Oh, well, and she's in, uh, you know, a multi-floor building. So, mm-hmm. you know, that means that they don't have an elevator either. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's all kinds of complications for her. It's yeah. Like, and even getting out and she didn't even know she also just hunkered in but she didn't even know if the gate that lets you out of their garage was open right or if they had the ability to open it because you need power (laughs) yes boy oh boy do we rely on our electricity yes (sighs) wow i can't believe it like so do you have have you had any updates like when do you think the rental house will have power he doesn't know anything i i I can't confirm this but my experience has been that they are hesitating to make any sort of guarantees about when power will be back so they've just stopped doing that Mm -hmm. um yeah so we just don't have it and we actually haven't even gone over there today but our our landlord did and so he filled us in so, yeah, we're just eagerly awaiting texts from him. And, yeah, it's, yeah, we are, we are hanging in. <laughs> yes, Definitely yes. Takes, takes a mental toll. I'm sure. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you have family nearby that you can at least stay with. I mean, I guess the upside of this storm versus the 2021 storm was that COVID was very present at the time. And I remember we had a friend who lost power at his apartment and was like, hey, can I stay with you guys? But we had like a three-month-old and I was really, I was worried. I was like, uh, what if he gets COVID? <laughs> He's three months old. We're being hyper vigilant. But then there was a point where I was like, we're fine. We're fine. Like, I don't want you, like your friend needs a place to stay at the end of the day. He ended up finding another place, but, um, it was awful. Like having to make that calculus, you know, like, do you introduce this potential risk or not? Like just not knowing what is, is a smart move and just feeling so helpless. That sounds really scary. Yeah, yeah, and we, were we don't so have lucky. COVID this time around. Well, right. <laughs> sort. I mean, kind you know. of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, we were lucky. I mean, we're lucky because we live in a newer neighborhood, so like, yeah, our power lines are are underground, and I don't know if we're connected to like an essential, um, biz- essential, whatever it is, uh, business. I don't know if it's a business facility, essential facility. Um, we're pretty lucky that our power doesn't go out. But I remember in 2021 where they were talking about the rolling blackouts and having a three-month-old, I was like, oh, God. Like, baby's body temperature is not supposed to get below a certain degree. And I was like, what do you do? And you're not supposed to sleep with your babies either. Like, it was so anxiety-inducing. And I just hate that um, we're put in these states, which are so unnecessary. Like, there's no reason why this should be happening. We could be plugged into the other grids that we have. Well, there's, as you mentioned in our main episode, three grids in the U.S. We have our own Texas grid. And then what is it like the Eastern and the Western grid? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Like we we could plug into those and pull power when needed. But Texas is like, now nah, we're good. And then we have our 
utility providers that uh, haven't invested in that infrastructure. So all our trees are falling down. It's just a mess. It's like, this is why you can't be cheap. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I'm sure you hate it more, Nicole, but I hate it for you too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I have a whole new... I mean, here's the thing, right? I already last time was super frustrating. And then, yeah, this time just really hammers at home. I just, how do we not learn the lessons? That's what's so frustrating. Like, it's one thing if it's a new issue and this is a, you know, never before experienced kind of event, but that's not the case. That yeah. is not the case. This is my fear, and and I know we talk a lot about this in the podcast. Is like this indi- this myth of individualism versus communal contribution. Is that the message will be, you got to take care of yourself. You got to go buy yourself a generator, which by the way are extremely expensive. Like I think at least ten thousand dollars. Because if you have a generator, you don't have to rely on the state. You have covered your own ass, so to speak. And yet, if you take that route versus the, we're all in this together, we need to pressure our elected leaders to fix this problem so collectively we all benefit, that's the route we should really be taking. But I'm fearful that folks will be like, that's more work because it is. I mean, if you have the means to go buy a generator, you're probably, I could see that being like the easier solution instead of, hey, even though I can do that, there's so many other people that can't. So I need to use my voice to advocate for myself and for them. That's what I want to see happen from things like from disasters like this. Such a good point. I've had that same, that same thought and worry that the reaction, yes, will be, well, then let me take care of my own instead of, okay, how can we together collectively come up with solutions and hold people accountable for things that will help us all? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's like, (laughs) ah, here we go again. But like I talked about this in the main one about taxes. It's like, it's kind of a tax for you to have to go out and pay for that generator you shouldn't need to get. Right. So think of it that way, maybe. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Whatever it takes, however you need to think about it. Don't give up. Stick yeah, with with everyone. Exactly. Whether that's like for your individual home or if you're a business owner, like I talked about this in the main episode, but how HEB had to throw out so much of their their meat because the power went out. So is HEB going to say, well, we have to go buy generators for all of our stores now? It's like, or you could just pressure the legislature to be like, hey, stop dicking around, <laughs> like fix this problem. That's how I feel clearly. Um, like there's a there's a better communal solution out there, but it's not just going to happen on its own. We have to say, hey, fix this because it's good for everybody. It's good for everybody. And surely we don't need things to get worse. Like surely oh, this God. is, this is the bottom line. I can, I can only hope, but I mean, you know, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, a, a lot of people are still impacted by this. Um, there's parts of Austin, like very wealthy parts of Austin that have been without power because they have older, more mature, overgrown trees. And sadly, it seems like when the wealthy, rich people feel the pain, then you see some change. So let's hope that that change happens as a collective um, improvement instead of just an individual one. 
that's my hope. I'm right there with you. Let's hang in together, right? Once together. again, <laughs> we believe together. in this thing. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, don't give up, everybody. Yes, yes. The state can do it. We believe in Texas and that it can be the best place. But it's going to take some money. But it's worth the investment. All right. Well, that's it for this mini episode. Don't forget to write a review on Apple Podcasts of our show. We love that. Or share this with a friend and sign up for our newsletter. If you don't get that, it's a really great way to get a recap of the show and follow us um, because we tell you what we talked about. And you might be like, oh, yeah, that was a great point. Oh, there it is in my inbox. It's a nice little surprise. Okay, anything else, Nicole, before we say goodbye? I can't think of anything. Maybe how about everybody hang in there? We are all in this yeah. together. We're thinking of you. We're feeling yes. your pain. We, uh, we, yeah, let's, let's hang in together. The struggle is real and it will, it will pass and hopefully it'll get better. I can't help but be hopeful even like to my last day. So, all right, folks, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, everybody, for joining me, Nicole Abshire, and my co-host, Claire Campos O'Neill, on Go Behind the Ballot. Hopefully, we've demystified some little portion of Texas politics, and we hope that you'll do more with us. Check out our website at www.gobehindtheballot.com, where you'll find links to all of our social media, and you will find our community. Let's join together and do more. We hope you'll let us know what is working, and we hope you'll join us next week. Thanks, everybody, and have a good one.